Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we uh, begin today uh, the study of two books, or the reading of, of two books uh, in the course of our Read Through the Bible in a Year plan. Uh, they are uh, First and Second Samuel. And so uh, here uh, we see the unfolding of the history of Israel uh, with uh, particular attention uh, to the rise of the king, the rise of the monarchy beginning uh, with Saul and then of course uh, being succeeded uh, by David. Um, and so uh, we are always to read the historical view uh, books with a view uh, toward the, uh, the covenant at Sinai and uh, as well as the, the covenant made with, with Abraham. They help uh, uh, inform us as to how uh, to read and interpret and then we always uh, read them with a view toward how uh, is Christ prophesied, how is he foreshadowed, how is he uh, represented uh, in these historical books. And so suffice it to say that uh, these books are are history, uh, but they are uh, theological history. The history is told uh, for the purpose of revealing uh, the the person and the character of of God uh, to to speak of, of His will for these uh, people and to explain uh, how He providentially guides the the nation through the course of history uh, towards the ultimate purpose of from this nation uh, arising His only begotten Son, namely the Lord Jesus Christ. And so while there will be many points along uh, our uh, our journey of reading through these books, uh, we can see specific instances and episodes and individuals that certainly uh, uh, hint at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, foreshadow the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but suffice it to say, the presence of uh, these two books and what they represent, the history of Israel, uh, they are there, they are reality, all for the purpose of the unveiling, the revelation, the presentation of Jesus Christ as the promised King of Israel and the Savior of the world, the fulfillment of all that God has promised uh, up until that point. And so uh, Samuel is a book that uh, I, I think you'd call it formally anonymous. We're not told who the author is. It seems most would say that Samuel was a major contributor to the writing of the book, maybe uh, leaving uh, certain manuscripts that possibly uh, were edited and amplified uh, by uh, the prophet in David's court, namely Nathan, and maybe uh, even one known as Gad. Uh, that's probably a reasonable uh, estimate of the authorship. Uh, certainly, uh, Eli, uh, the, uh, the prophet priest that appears at the beginning of the book, uh, and, and, and Samuel himself actually, uh, again show a bit of a bridge from the days of the judges uh, in which uh, there was that kind of a mournful cry. Uh, in those days Israel had no king and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And then we see that short yet beautiful bridge of the book of Ruth 
that, again, foreshadows our, our Lord Jesus Christ with the closing remarks uh, of uh, uh, Ruth and uh, her relationship uh, to Jesse and ultimately to David. And so we, we see these things being tied together for us uh, through the course of the narrative. And so uh, let's begin. We're going to look at three chapters today. Uh, I'll give you a bit of, a, of an overview and we'll come back to chapter 2 of 1 Samuel and look at what sometimes is called Hannah's prayer, Hannah's psalm, Hannah's song, and see some of the, the great themes that, that this lady uh, was able to have great insight into the great realities of, of God uh, and His faithfulness and His power. So, uh, we begin with the birth of Samuel. Uh, uh, a man is described as having uh, two wives, one who had been left barren. This theme of barrenness uh, recurs a number of times uh, throughout the biblical story, and it's always a, a reminder of the fallenness of the world. Uh, in pain, you shall bear children. And so, uh, uh, there's that reality, the, the threat to the coming of the promised seed that's always placed in peril. And then in a way, in a contrary or contrasting kind of way, it contrasts the reality of the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ, who was conceived not by a barren woman, but by a woman who had never known a man. So uh, we see the, the story of this unusual birth uh, to the woman who was previously uh, barren and her uh, uh, pledge uh, to, uh, uh, to, to give him to the Lord, that he would serve the Lord all of his days. Again, certainly foreshadowing the consecration of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, for uh, the service of the Father. Uh, again, chapter 2, Hannah's Prayer. We'll go through it in just uh, a moment. And then uh, after uh, Samuel is taken to Eli and he's allowed to, to serve uh, there in the tabernacle, uh, we see this unusual account of this four-time calling of Samuel, uh, the call of God upon his life uh, through which he shall uh, serve uh, as uh, a prophet and a priest. And again, in those dual roles, somewhat for shadow uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we see uh, through the Old Testament narrative the intertwining of those three great Old Covenant offices uh, that all anticipate the Lord Jesus Christ but are all imperfectly fulfilled and are never perfectly united until the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have prophet, priest, and king and we see those, uh, uh, those roles kind of uh, uh, intermingle at times um, and, and unjustly at times, uh, but Jesus will be the ultimate and perfect prophet, priest, uh, and king. So let's look at chapter 2 for just a moment. Uh, we'll read and make a, a couple of comments to leave you with for your day. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord, my horn is exalted in the Lord, my mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by Him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who are, were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. Uh, the barren has borne Seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. Uh, the Lord kills and brings to life and brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. 
He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. Uh, for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and on them he has set uh, the world. He, he will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness, for not by might shall man prevail. Uh, the adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. So many things there. And just I, I would say uh, that uh, those of us with the, uh, uh, the full testimony of God's canon and having a, a far greater knowledge of, of God and certainly the fullness revealed in our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and yet seems like our feeble attempts to uh, write appropriate hymns and praise songs uh, uh, fail to uh, adequately convey uh, the weightiness and the glory of Almighty God in the way that this presumably fairly uh, simple uh, young lady was able to speak of her God as the sovereign God who is all-powerful, who is holy, who is different, he is not like anyone else, the one uh, in whom all of the affairs of the world are entrusted, uh, everything occurs under his uh, sovereign uh, authority and power, and he determines uh, wealth and poverty, success and uh, failure. Uh, he rules over the world and he will be faithful uh, to his faithful ones and his purpose uh, shall go forth and his will would be accomplished. And so again, just a, a tremendous hymn to the Lord uh, and a great testimony the, of one who had gone through the fire, the affliction of barrenness, and now uh, has done exactly as she, as she promised and uh, raised up this child who shall serve the Lord all of his days. And uh, she celebrates uh, the goodness and faithfulness of God in all of these things. So uh, I pray uh, that this is a blessing to your day and we'll look forward to seeing you uh, once again tomorrow.